Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Plan with the Tax Man podcast with Tony Morrow. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We always appreciate it. Tony's Des Moines Professional Alternative at Tax Doctor Inc., serving you here in the central Iowa area from his office in Des Moines. And you can find Tony and his team online at uh, origtaxdoctor.com. It's like original, but just without the original part. Origtaxdoctor.com. Boy, that's a tongue twister, Tony. You gave me a tough one. That's right. (laughs) He's been doing this for more than 23 years. He's an EA and a CFP. And uh, as always, Tony, thanks for being here. And how are you? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Tax Tax season's over. (laughs) It is. You know, it's, it's over. And we still have a lot of extensions, but but yes, it, it went well. The heavy load is dwindled down then. Is that a better way to look at it? Yes, definitely so. Very cool, very cool. Hey, let me, I meant to ask you once before, I know what a CFP is, a certified financial planner. I think a lot of our listeners probably do. What's an EA? An EA is an enrolled agent, and it's a license bestowed by the U.S. Treasury, uh, really for tax specialty gotcha. in all areas of tax. And so for us, you know, besides doing tax returns and whatnot, we can represent clients in any state you know, if they have tax problems or issues. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of taxes and tax issues, since at the time of this podcast, it is now late April, and so the bulk of that is all done for you. Let's talk about the tax reform. You know, obviously, we talked about it in the weeks leading up to, you know, in the heavy part of tax season, I guess. And, you know, it was passed last year, but now that you've kind of gone through this first one, what kind of response are you getting from people? Are they seeing a difference? Are you hearing things positive, negative? Just kind of your take on it. You know, in our practice, we heard a lot more negative, believe it or not, than we did positive. Really? Because most people's refunds were down. And so they didn't feel like they had a tax cut, even though most did. And we had to try to, you know, we I, I was going to say, is that because of the mistake they first made with the tables when they put it out or just because they just weren't seeing that they're keeping it weekly? That's correct. Yeah. Is, you know, the tax withholding tables changed, you know, a year ago, March-ish or February, right about there. Right. And... You know, most people didn't go in and change their withholding. They did notice, they they all admitted, they noticed more in their paychecks, but really that was some of their tax cut in coming in there. In the right. Their and I, they kind of forget about that at the end of the year. And we're all like, hey, where's the refund, right? They did. Yeah. They did. Now, I, but by and large, most of our clients did see some sort of tax cut. The small business has seen much more than, than the average individual. But yeah, yeah, it was a little bit, and it was in the headlines a lot too, you know, people complaining about their refunds being down. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this before I was talking, I talk with a lot of folks, financial advisors and tax professionals, CPAs, things of that nature across the country. And, you know, we were talking, it seemed to be kind of the consensus where there was some miscommunication with it through this first year, but overall, most people did enjoy a benefit, whether or not they felt it, it did seem to be helpful. Is that kind of your view as well? Or is it still up too too soon to tell with this plan? No, I think that's what we saw. And, you know, after we explained it to people and told them, you know, it really is your own money that you were getting during the year. And so as long as you didn't owe, or you were comfortable with the refund you've got, no sense in you know, re-upping your withholding yeah. just to allow the government to hold it for a year. Right. And uh, most were good with that. And, yeah. Well, that's and, good. Yeah. 
Well, so let me ask you a question, I wanna, and then we'll get into our main topic this week, which is going to be conventional wisdom, maybe not always being so wise. But I wanted to ask you, as a tax person who's been doing this for 23 years in the industry, I was always taught that the ideal thing when I was growing up, my dad used to tell me, you don't really want to have to pay the government much, and you don't really want to get much back from them. Ideally, you're trying to get it as close to zero either way as possible. Is that the way we should be looking at things? I know when we're younger, we're like kind of long for that, oh, I can't wait for my big tax return check so I can go do whatever. But right. as we age, should we be kind of focusing on trying to keep that as that number as low as possible, as close to zero as possible? We, we should. And, you know, with proactive tax planning, what you want to do is obviously try to pay the minimum amount you owe legally to the feds as your tab, right. you know, in. And really the tax return just becomes a compliance feature of recording the data and tallying your tab. It's no, I tell people it's no different than going to a restaurant. You're not going to overpay the restaurant other than the tip. <laughs> and, okay. and let's just say, hey, we'll let you keep that for a while. Right. You're going to pay what you owe. And uh, if you're still paying in cash, you know, if you overpay, you, of course, get changed, and that's, you know, in the tax world, that's your refund. There you go. Okay, well, good information. Good topic here this week on the uh, podcast. This is Playing with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow at Tax Doctor Inc. All right, so let's talk about conventional wisdom not always being so wise. I'm going to give you a couple of, um, I don't know, just kind of general statements that we hear. Get your take on it. See what you think. You might hear people say quite often, or we've certainly heard this in the past, that, well, you know, you can't go wrong with real estate. That's always been kind of a good conventional wisdom. What do you think? I think, you know, overall, and we own a lot of real estate, and we always have, and we used to have a lot of single-family rentals, and we still own them, and there's goods and bads with it. You can go wrong with real estate, definitely. You know, a lot of people want to get into it because they think that it's easy money. And we watch all these that, TV shows, right? We can flip a house yeah, and yeah. Flip a house. And, and there is money to be made. There's no doubt about it. And there's some great tax benefits to owning real estate. But it is work. You know, a lot of people don't think about besides the financial aspect of it, you know, the upkeep, managing tenants and dealing with inspections, you know, and, and things like that. They just think they're going to buy it and in 10 years it's going to be worth more than what they bought it for and they're going to sell it and everything will be great but it is very good i try to tell people that when they're getting into real estate you know make sure you're doing it for the business aspect with some added tax benefits gotcha okay so if we're kind of talking about these general conventional wisdoms keeping with that theme of real estate we always hear the term or the saying that there's good debt and bad debt and mortgages good debt is that typically the case or there are times when maybe it's not as well it's typically the case, again, from a tax angle, you know, if you have to have debt, we tell people the mortgage is the best one, obviously, because you can still write it off on your tax returns. Right. And with However, the new taxes, that's changed, right? It has changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You can no longer deduct equity loan interest, you know, unless you're putting it into the home. You can't just go get an equity line of credit and pay off credit cards and right. deduct that, Okay, you know, right now. But- a lot of people ask, well, you know, I have I have the money to pay off my mortgage, you know, but I don't want to because I get the tax deduction. And we try to tell them, look, if you have the money to pay off your mortgage and we go through the math with them and sure. show them that, right. you know, your cash flow is going to improve greatly by not having that mortgage well more than the tax deduction. So if you have to have it, great, we'll take the tax deduction. If not, I'm a big believer in 
being debt free. Well, and that's one of those uh, touchy situations too, where that also becomes an emotional factor when you're talking about the, you know paying off the mortgage. And we'll have that conversation, I'm sure, at another time. But some people, if they've got the money, they might just be like, "Hey, I just want to have that you know whew, moment of not having that on my head anymore." So. Lots yes. of things to factor in, but certainly the math should be a big uh, indicator on that as well. So you're listening to Playing with the Tax Man. We're talking about conventional wisdom here with Tony. I almost forgot. Don't forget that if you are haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do. You can get it on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the different things. You'll If you go to the website there, you should be able to find a link for that and, and click on it wherever you found us there. And share it on social media if you'd like as well. And make sure that if you know someone who could use a little bit of useful nuggets of information, make sure they have tune in and check out the podcast as well. Continuing on here, Tony, retirement. It's a chance to relax after an exhausting career. Now, <laughs> that's a that's a conventional wisdom, but I got to tell you, I talk to a ton of advisors, as I mentioned earlier, and most of them will tell me that a lot of their clients say, man, I don't know how I ever work because I'm busier now in retirement than I was when I was working. We hear that a lot too, yes. And it seems these days when people retire, at least our clients, Many say that they do it without doing anything for six to 12 months. And by that time, they're either bored or right. they, you know, they've lost their sense of purpose. Yeah. And I don't think we're designed as humans to just sit and do very little. We're not. We're really not. And a lot of them end up going back to work and taking positions. We have a lot of them here locally that go drive courtesy cars, you know, for car dealerships oh, okay. and they volunteer. They do things at the local our area arena, you know, and a lot of these places like retirees because they're very dependable and a lot of places are willing to work around their schedules. So it's a chance for them to, to work, make some money, not have to work and feel like they've got a cause while allowing them to go out and do other things as well. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that want to kind of do that initial break. You've been working your whole life and it's kind of cool to kick back and go do a few things. And maybe you're doing some of those trips. And I think the idea, right, the ideal thing is that you retire from the day to day, but you still have something that kind of gets you up weekly, you know, doing something. And maybe it's 20 hours a week or whatever. But again, I think as humans just saying, well, I'm retired and every day is a holiday, it's cool for a while. <laughs> but then, right. And my wife tells me that, that when we get to that point, there's only so much she can stand to look at me on a daily basis before she's going to be like, find something to do. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, my father, who's just turning 78, and and he certainly doesn't need the money, and but he has got to keep busy. And he, he tells me every day he's got to go do something. Yeah. Or it's only so much golf he can play right. and, yes, and things exactly. he can do. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. My mom's 78 as well. And so the same thing, she she wanted to get herself a newer a newer car. And I was like, do you really need one? You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the one you got. And she's like, look, I just want a newer car because, and I can afford it. I just want to drive around. When I want to drive around, I'm like, okay. She's yeah. like, you don't get it. You're not 78. And I was like, well, yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I agree with you. It's one of those things you want to make sure that that you do take that initial break from retirement. But again, a lot of us wind up finding that that conventional wisdom isn't always so wise because we just, we're just not made to sit too much. I don't think our final one here on the podcast for this week, Tony is uh, if your investments aren't currently doing well, well, you should try something else. Now that's a big mistake that a lot of people get into it, but I'll let you talk about that because really investing is a longer term game. It really is. And you know, if you're constantly trying something else in today's market, I feel that, as fast as things move and as efficient as the markets are, very difficult 
to constantly be chasing, you know, the latest return or the latest fund, things like that. You have to have a bigger plan or you're not going to be able to do some of the things we just talked about when you do get to retirement because that retirement may never come because, you know, you're not growing your money. Yeah. And, you know, if you're also, you know, you're also spending a lot of fees too, right? I mean, you're, every time you're moving in and out of something, it's typically going to be costing you. It is going to be costing you, whether you're using a, you know, a discount place to trade or a financial advisor, you know, there's fees involved. And generally, if you're adequately diversified and you stick to your plan, you know, there's going to be some little hiccups and ups and downs along the way. But as long as you're working with somebody and, you know, it's getting you to your goals, then changes, I mean, as far as, as we go, changes are only made generally at best once a year, unless, you know, something drastic happens. Right. Absolutely. Well, listen, folks, we certainly appreciate your time here on the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed yourself and uh, picked up a useful nugget of information. As always, we'll do these uh, from time to time, and you're welcome to subscribe and follow along. You can do so on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and various other outlets where you get your podcast needs. A lot of people now, that's another thing that's changed, too. People are moving more and more away from radio. And, uh, you know, first it was radio to satellite. Now it seems to be going to podcasting with with your phones now, you can wind up listening to programs that are really designed for what you want to listen to. There's so many podcasts out there, such a range of topics. And now you can just do that in right in your car when you're traveling to and from church or running errands or whatever it is that you're doing. And of course, you can take it with you on the go, in the house, in the office, whatever that case is. So uh, check in and tune in with us uh, from time to time as we do these with Tony Morrow. He is Des Moines Professional Alternative at Tax Doctor Inc. And again, this is Plan with the Tax Man. And make sure you check us out. If you have questions or concerns, please, before you take any action we always say talk with a professional specifically about your unique situation or your unique question and if so give tony and his team a call at 844-707-7381 that's 844-707-7381 tony until next time my friend have a great week all right thank you take care and thank you for listening to plan with a tax man with tony morrow Anthony Morrow, HD Vest Advisor. Securities offered through HD Vest Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through HD Vest Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through HD Vest Insurance Agency, LLC. 6333 North State Highway 161, 4th Floor, Irving, Texas, 75038. 972-870-6000. The original Tax Doctor, Inc. is not a registered broker-dealer or registered investment advisory firm.